welcome to the CNC replay. I'm Chris. I'm Noel. I am Corey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, Christopher. <laughs> Noel's welcome to the back. show. Noel's back. Yeah, now. I'm here. I'm in my apartment with Wi Fi. <laughs> and now How are we not we didn't even start recording and I'm already done with you two. <laughs> Specifically you Chris. You missed us. Well, I you had Chris a weekend yesterday. Yeah. What? <laughs> you couldn't come. Says who? You did. <laughs> you said oh. you had a bachelor weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I had four things that weekend that I needed to be at, and I could only yeah. be at one. It was tough. It's okay. It happens. Very tough. Anyways, I'm hoping hey, you speaking, will redeem yourselves. Speaking of four things, sorry, never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that one. This we're still in the introductory phase of the podcast where we like just goof around with each other until we get into Try the nitty gritty, and then, ha ha, yeah, sorry. <laughs> speaking of four things, Eric Haas's home runs. Am I right? Sorry. Ha 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 Very good. That was impressive. Are we just jumping right into it, or, or? Apparently, we're having a very short <laughs> intro today. Yeah, I guess Chris, Chris just totally cut Noel off. Didn't want to let her Sorry. speak at all. It's okay. Been gone one week, and all etiquette falls out the window. Makes whoa, sense. Whoa, whoa! I thought we did a pretty okay job last no, week. No, you guys did a great pod. I was very proud. Yeah, we were we were uh, responsible with our. I could have done without the playoffs happening in the background, but other than that, pretty good. We need something that that they need to copyright. Yeah, you need oh, to, good. You need to back yeah, off. That's what we're aiming for. <laughs> you need to absolutely we'll back off. We're trying to have some fun. That's how we know we made it. Is with that, that's the test. So we, we know we have made it on the podcast as soon as we get copyrighted. And we're like, okay, we're here, guys. Time to quit our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that would we be we would need to work more because we wouldn't be making any money because we got copyrighted. Yeah, it's fine. and we're not making money anyway, so we'd be losing money if we're getting Correct. copyrighted. Correct. So, I don't know how it's cool. possible. How, how losing money works? Oh, that's very possible. No, can they can they copyright us for if we're not making any money? I have no yeah. idea. Like we're not making profit. I think so. Anything. I have no idea. We should just start making t-shirts or something like that. <laughs> Off of our copyright. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that feels it. like a good spot to start. Roaring there roaring start. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> roaring start. Oh, gosh. All right. Chris, well, do you want to do your pun again? Yeah. Your, Speaking your of intro. <laughs> cannot okay he's no pudge he's no pudge oh oh, oh, geez my god but but (laughs) we got a catcher do we not is that what that's that do you want to finish the sentence that's yeah is that what that is well uh, here explain this is this is how this works we you explain your case give us the evidence and then we'll we will uh, like i know that we three can probably talk telepathically if we want to but our listeners cannot they need explanation yeah so i leave for a weekend i don't watch any sports i get back home and eric haas has hit two home runs back to back yeah two home runs in two games he was batting 500 a game in home runs. 
That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. If he, like, obviously, if he continues, he'd probably be the greatest of all time. But, <laughs> but what I'm trying to say, if every game he hits two home runs, yeah, he'd be the greatest of all time. But what I'm trying to say is even if he, like, gets, you know, he uh, it, the hot streak's dumbed down. But say it doesn't dumb down enough. And it's like, he's a pretty, is he, do we, do we have a catcher? Is that what this is? Yeah, I know. Uh, we have to Chris, think. Chris. <laughs> Chris. What? Eric Haas. Do you know how old Eric Haas is? Yeah. In his prime, apparently. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he's not. Now, okay. Here, here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> how was Corey the stable one today? <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Not a fun job, is it? No, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to get you know, the stats. Give us some sense, Corey. Come on, bring it in. Because this is impressive. What Eric Haas is doing is incredibly yeah. impressive. And not only is it impressive, it is a surprise, like an absolute surprise. Like the Tigers haven't had a catcher who can hit above 200 in ages. Wilson Ramos has had a very solid year, um, but right now can't stay healthy and maybe that's due to you know he doesn't want to play for a bad team anymore but we're not as bad as we once were regardless whatever um eric haas uh debuted he's not he was not from our organization first off um he was the seventh round pick of the cleveland indians and he debuted for them in 2018 um and i'm going to read you his 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 stats from from those from those years in Cleveland. So 2018-2019, he had um, he played 19 games and he had 34 plate appearances with 32 at bats. Give I I want you to guess his triple slash line in those in those two years with 19 games, 34 at bats or 32 at bats. So I need his, I need his batting average, on base percentage, and slugging percentage. Oh no! I'm not even going to pretend that I have a ballpark to answer those. So I'll just, let Chris just, take this. I, no, you have to guess. You have to guess. I don't. I, his batting I, uh, average no. was no. one. Doesn't matter. No, you have to guess. No, this was before. Okay, okay. I'll preface. I'll preface it. Two hundred. A, a, I think now the major league average for batting average is. It used to be in the 260 range. Now it's probably the 240 because we deadened the balls and shifts and stuff. So yeah, and I still don't really under like uh, like a an average uh, on base percentage is 300. So you get on base in the third third of your at bats, and then us a good slugging is. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I know, I don't know the average for that. I have because now with all the advanced analytics, they look more at slugging on OPS and all that stuff. Okay, so knowing that, give give me your guesses. Um, in 2018-2019, he batted two twelve, and he had a seven fifty OPS. Noel, what was on base? Oh, OPS. No, you got. No, 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 no. No, you're good. You're good. No, Al. Um, okay. Batting average on base and slugging, which batting is Batting average I'll go Chris, you said 212. Yes. 
I'll go 200. Okay. Uh, on base, I'll say... Mm, 198 and slugging 563. Okay. So in Cleveland, for those two years, that's a small sample size. His batting average was point, or it was 0.94. Oh, no. His on-base percentage was 147. Oh, nice. And his slugging was 188. So nice. slugging is total bases or on average, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he hit one home run in Cleveland in those two years. He had three hits in total, four RBI, one walk, and uh, 14 strikeouts. How many at-bats did he have? He had 32. So he was okay. he was a guy that was an afterthought, kind of a yeah. defensive replacement, sure. But that is staggering. And then Oof. and I think the Indians cut him and the Tigers picked him up. Um, and roughly the same. In 2020, he played in seven games, had 17 at-bats. His triple slash line was 176, 211. And his, his batting average and slugging percentage was the exact same. So that means... Uh, he just hit singles, essentially, if it's the exact same. So he did. He did not have. He did not have one extra base hit in 2020. So, Oof. so to see this, a 265 average, a 324 on base percentage, and a 647 slugging percentage, and I just looked at Tigers.com. He he. He hasn't hit the minimum plate appearances yet. I think it. I think you have to have. Um, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. We'll, I should have done a little bit more research of the show. But you have to have a certain amount of at bats based off of the games played in the season. Um, so he's not eligible for that. But if he was, he would have the highest OPS on the team right now. Eric Hoswood. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look at this again. Um, because I think his on-base percentage, too, would would be pretty up there. I think, yeah, it would be third on the team, I believe. Would it? Wow. Uh, I'm, going, I'm jumping back and forth between multiple pages, so you're going to have to... Yeah, so it would be third. <laughs> so, so, no joke, Eric Haas has probably been the Tigers' best hitter this season with the stretch that he's had given this is this is a guy who had who barely could crack a lineup in cleveland was cut by cleveland picked up by detroit and then in his first year with detroit didn't have an extra base hit so (laughs) correct so what eric haas is doing doesn't make any statistical sense whatsoever so he's his better ba- than Pudge. His no. <laughs> <laughs> his batting average is ninety points better than it was last year. Um, his on base percentage is about a hundred and ten points better than it was last year, and his slugging percentage is five hundred points better. And his OPS is six hundred points better than it was last year. Uh, 
Is he drinking Michael's secret stuff or what? What's happening here? I have no clue because this is okay. like this isn't even a physical specimen either. Eric Haas is is a short catcher and outfielder. I get. I mean, we're putting him in the outfield because his bat is too valuable right now. So we have to we have to uh, we have to put him somewhere because we don't want to let his bat. He is 5'10", 210 pounds. Fun fact, uh, looking at his baseball reference page, uh, he was born in Detroit, Michigan. So, oh, may- hometown boy. Maybe a little bit of hometown cooking. Who knows? Um, <laughs> what? Got those conies. Yeah. What? I, I, the, I, it, this is not sustainable. It, it can't be. And if it is, wow. Because this is, this is a 28-year-old catcher who is now blossoming i guess or taking advantage of his opportunity and you got to root for a guy like that's a gr- incredible feel-good story we had akil badu at the beginning of the year and now we have eric haas right now while akil badu is still performing well and we're kind of managing him you know how you'd want to manage a young player but chris yep we can't call him pudge because this is <laughs> this is a 28 year old baseball player 28 year olds it's very rare. I think Whit Merrifield was pretty old, and then he turned into a great hitter, but he also showed signs of being a good hitter prior. I mean, Eric Haas could not hit boat, or could not hit water if he fell out of a boat before this year. And now he's... Hey, how many home runs does he have? He has he has seven home runs, which How many is, games? How many games played? He has seven home runs, which is good for second on the team. <laughs> He's behind only Jonathan Scope, and Eric Haas has only played at 19 games while Jonathan Scope has played in 56. <laughs> We're coming for you, Barry Bonds. So if, if Eric Haas ends up leading this team in home runs, Chris, I will give you $5. I thought it was going to be much more extreme than that. No, I can't. I can't afford anything else other than five dollars. If he, le- I, I'll happily. I'll, how's about this? We'll go to a baseball game. I'll, I'll get you something there. You, you have my. If he, if he leads the team in home runs, I'll make you for how long or just or, like just a day. <laughs> like no, is no, it he if has he to, reaches he has first? To, he has to finish the season as the Tigers' home run leader. Okay, that's a I better will, bet, Corey. I will take that bet absolutely. And I'll, but if I win, I want you to take my five dollars and then sports bet it and see how far you can go with it. Oh, jeez, Chris. <laughs> Chris, we're cold. Well, it's not like you're doing it <laughs> at all, anyways. Well, fair, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Oh, I forgot uh, Montreal and Winnipeg's on tonight. Regardless, um, Back but yeah, to that's, that's that's my deal. So Eric Haas is a anomaly, but it's. I mean, it's almost a joke. It's like, yeah. oh, it Tiger, might as well happen Tigers right just hit, now, right? Yeah, Tigers just hit a home run. Oh yeah, noted slugger Eric Haas, who is five ten, just hit the ball four hundred feet. I, and it's not like it's not like he's pulling everything too. Like he's going <clears> to no, center going field. Everywhere. He's going in the gaps. I don't think he's hitting opposite field home run. Um, but he did the Mariners game. He did. Oh, he did indeed. <laughs> You know what, Chris? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe Eric Haas will be the next Buster Posey. I I don't know. 
I don't okay, know. Can I but... The question that the fans are all wondering, Corey, is are you regretting the Badoo jersey? Do you wish absolutely you would have held out not. for Haas? No, absolutely. I'll just get an Eric Haas jersey. I'll get I, I got so here's the thing. I got the road Akil Badoo jersey, so I can just get the home Eric Haas jersey. And we're good. Or even better, the Eric Haas jersey. Because I, I have this thing. Um there's Wait, the a, what? A shirt, jer- the shirt jersey. Oh yeah, okay, cool. I was like, wait a second. So there's there's I, I there's a a Twitter page I follow. It's all baseball oddities, whatever. Um, it's called uh, Cespedes Family Barbecue. There, I think they have something to do with MLB's Cut Four, which is again more oddities or whatever. So it's these two guys. I believe they're both Jewish. That has nothing to do with anything, but whatever. They're two Jewish guys, um, and. Uh, one of them is an Orioles fan, and I think the other is a Mariners fan. And they just they love Yoenis Cespedes, but that doesn't make any sense either because he doesn't play for either of their teams, nor has he. Um, and they just they just created this Twitter account called Cespedes Family Barbecue because they liked his name. Um, so the one guy who's an Orioles fan has a like a collection of Orioles jerseys, and it's all just like random players, like. Scott Casimir, who was there for like a season, um, and then like just guys who blew up and then fell off the face of the earth. So I, I now am inspired because once jerseys get way too expensive for me to purchase, which may never happen, um, <laughs> I want to go to parks and find the most obscure player jersey I can find. Because when I was that's in tech, great idea. I think so too. Like that's just easy money. Not easy money. That's actually kind of expensive. But when I was in uh, when I was in Texas for the NLCS that's this past kind of a year, appreciating asset. But who cares? It's hilarious. <laughs> and plus, that's like my style. It is really funny. You know, um, yeah. when I was in the when I was at the NLCS uh, f- this past year in Texas, you could only buy Rangers apparel, which was weird because the Dodgers and the Braves were playing. But it's some contract thing. So I did get a I did get a Joey Gallo baby blue jersey. Um, but Joey Gallo is like an all-star. I should have gotten the the Shinsu Chu jersey uh, or the Corey Kluber jersey, who pitched like two games for the Rangers. Um, there you go. But I did not. So that that's going to be the new tradition. Um, but yes, Eric Haas, incredible. Um, yeah. Awesome. The next Pudge, Corey Corey. That, I did not say that. Um, <laughs> that is definitely not what I said. Side note. Um, <laughs> Remember when I was talking about uh, a couple weeks ago how I love Akil Badu's patience? Yeah. Yes. Stat showed up. He leads all uh, America or he leads all MLB rookies in walk rate. Wow. Love it. So. Love to see it. I'm down. Love me oh. some plate discipline. Also. Yes, sir. Because I, I another another fold to this Eric Haas story. He's considered a rookie. So you have to hit a certain amount of games oh, to, yeah. to, for your rookie season. Yeah. My face was doing the math stats. Right. And <laughs> that I, was what I, it looked like. The, either the Tigers broadcast led me astray, but they said that he's a rookie. And if he keeps this up and he just... Dominates the rest of the season. He could... He could be up for rookie of the year. At 28 years you, old. At 28 years old. And we put him on the show 22 cover. Yes. Yeah. Like the Peyton Just Hillis. created another thing that Chris will never stop talking about. 
<laughs> Eric, Eric Haas yeah. is the Peyton Hillis of of Major League Baseball. Yeah. <sighs> you know what's what's absolutely nuts to me is like at the start of the season we were like all is lost another another tiger season and now we have people to talk about and that's pretty enjoyable well, there's some excitement with the tigers finally which is which is something we can actually turn our tvs on at one in the afternoon on a tuesday so if you weren't didn't have anything better to do god but, bless yeah truthfully god bless oh man who did we say next i totally forgot guys um, what did we say next? Did we? I think Pistons. Pistons yes. Or yes. Pistons, Pistons next. Pistons. Yeah. One big thing for the Pistons. Um, Uno. Y'all know John Beeline. Do you know who he is? The coach Michigan do. State. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 All right, you guys are doing the. You're doing the show without me. No. <laughs> That's the straw right there. <clears throat> He's officially broken. <laughs> That's not. Boy, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to even. the Kin Replay. I'm I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Noel, and we've lost Corey. I hate <laughs> all of you. <laughs> that, is, that is so disrespectful. I I can't believe this. This is absolutely absurd. This is what happens when Chris and Noel go on vacation and don't yeah. watch sports. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, you can't tell them that. <laughs> Hey, I oh can my. still read stats. Oh my goodness. Montreal. I can watch articles. highlights. Yeah, there we go. Montreal watched- just went up one to nothing. My name's Chris, and I went once went to eight Wings games in one season, so I think I know what I'm talking about here when it comes to sports. Those are rookie but, numbers. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Man. Not any everybody has expendable income for games and jerseys. Well Some of us have you can house payments. if that's you well, can you if now, that's but. what you choose to mm-hmm. spend your disposal your disposable. You want to eat? Up. Or you could look really cool forever. See, like, do you want to pay rent or do you want to go to a game? See, like people will spend like a lot of money on shoes and clothes and like other things, maybe mm-hmm. even the occasional alcoholic beverage mm-hmm. for some and of you heathens on this that podcast. That is exactly. Those of us not under contract. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and that's exactly what the new player development coach is trying to do. Exactly. Oh that. my god. <laughs> what a transition. Wow. So, anyway, I'm on fire. Before Chris just obscenely made that horrific horrific comparison. John Beeline, former former basketball coach, the University of Michigan, uh, men's basketball coach, absolute legend. Um, fun fact was never an assistant coach worked his way through the ladder um, as a head coach every step of the way so he started as like a high school head coach boom 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 was never an assistant made it all the way to the NBA but we don't talk about that because it's another story for another time um, so John Beeline was like an analyst for the Big Ten Network for a little bit uh, at least over this past season um, and he was rumored to be considered for the indiana hoosiers head coaching vacancy but they hired some other guy i don't care who he is um but now john beeline has taken a role with the pistons as the director of player development and full disclosure none of us really knew what that meant um 
Not a clue. Not a clue. I, I was wrong. under the impression <laughs> that I was under the impression that it had to do something with scouting and play, like actual development of the player um, in some sense, but that's actually not what it is, and we had to look up before the show. And it's essentially like a life coach for new players in the league. So it's telling them all about how um, how to handle your finances or how to deal with the media or what to post, what not to post, what to so do. So he's a when- team dad. Essentially, essentially, team dad. He's a, he's a team okay. dad, which is which is awesome because a I want John Beeline to be my grandpa, um, just the 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 best the the best dude ever. So the, routinely after like because when Michigan was the basketball program was revived by John Beeline. They everyone talks about how Jawan Howard and rightfully so put Michigan like at another level for, for their basketball team. But John Beeline really set that foundation. I, I will not stand for John Beeline slander anywhere on this podcast in the world. I will fight you. I will rip your face off. Um, but, um, the best part about John Beeline is how pure he was after like every post game and like Michigan, like they won by 30 or, or, they lost by like 10 or whatever. John Beeline would always comment. And like, if they were on the road too, would always comment. man, big 10 basketball is just, it's just so awesome. You got the fans here. They're all, they're all giving it their all. And this is just such a competitive, like competitive environment. It's just a privilege to play. It's a and coach for, uh, you know, the big 10 and, and, and all their fans. And, and, you know, Karis LeVert, he had a great game. All this guy and the guy for Penn State, like he had a phenomenal. So he's just like giving everybody props, like it, like putting his players. So it was never about him. It was always about what his players did, what the other players did. Credits to the other coaches. And it will always hurt me that he went to two national championships. He didn't win one. Um, kind of stinks. Uh, most recent was in twenty uh, seventeen. Um, they just lost to a buzzsaw in Villanova. I think they lost by twenty. Um, but Villanova, I don't think. I think they won every game in the NCAA tournament by double digit points, which is crazy. Um, yeah, uh, and then they lost to Rick Pitino, who uh, got strippers for uh, for uh, recruits. Um, or no, not strippers, prostitutes for recruits. Oh, so better. The, the next level up. Um, so they cheated, and eventually that title was vacated, and uh, Michigan did not claim it, um, even though I think they should, regardless. Um, but so John Beeline's just a good guy. So if you, if you want your players to be smart and know how to do life, I feel like good guy John Beeline would would be able to help you out with that now there what go ahead no I cut I cut you off no this will this will be good Uh, is this a new position within the team or is this something that they've always had and just keep like filling that role I I think it's something that they've had okay um I I just think now it's it's becoming a more like high profile like like position yeah like maybe not high profile might not be the right term but like more valued or or even just like if you like have like a former player or like a a a legend who doesn't want to coach or like something like that so like uh i i want to think of a of a good example um so like henrik zetterberg hired as the director of player development for the red wings Mm -hmm. 
that would but you know they could have been filled with some random dude before who's like really good at pr and you know making right. sure players don't say anything stupid. i mean like that begs just i'm thinking from a, a, a being an adult and knowing what i was like at you know 18 19 and being thrust into the spotlight and then given all of this money mm-hmm. i would have no idea what to do sure and so i think that that position, having a team dad or a team mom or somebody, you know, a person there that they can ask questions to who has been through it before and can give them wise answers about how to spend their finances or, um, like you were saying, things to keep out of the press, things to not post on social media, like all those things. Um, even though uh, John Beeline's like, what, in his 70s now? Uh, so he's up Probably has a little, little less knowledge about the social media part, but still. Um he was pretty active on social media when he was the coach at U of M. All so. right, never mind. I stand corrected. Or at least on Twitter he was. So yeah. I so, like, I think that that's, A, just a really awesome position and something that other teams and more teams should look into doing. Not even in the NBA, just sports-wide. Because especially, I think especially, probably maybe especially hockey because the players are, you know, 17 when they join the league. Sure. As opposed to football, where they're sometimes older, have you know been adults for maybe a year or two. I don't know. That's just I, where my mind goes when you talk about this. I guess I did it. I, I I don't think I did a good job of explaining it. I I don't think this position is new. Like I don't they I don't think they yeah. made this position for Beeline. I think it was a position that already existed for a period of time, but now they're using that position to bring in like living legends per se so like of, of players who played for the team or or like guys like beeline who are well respected in the game of basketball and like they just want to have they want to have his presence with the organization in some way shape or form so yeah no i get i get that i get that i guess i'm just verbally processing sure what what that's bringing up in terms of how it connects to the other other leagues right and I guess okay. you could I, no, and I guess you you could think about it too, um, from the re- regard like, what if you don't have a guy like John Beeline and you just bring in like some guy who was always getting in trouble with like the media or like the lot and like, oh, he's your director mm-hmm. of player development now, and it's like, well, what is this guy gonna? No, yeah, he's only got this position because he's a, a legend. Like he doesn't yeah. know anything. So about like, it helps to be a legend, but the bottom line is character. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. I'm probably going to think about that more later today. I have no other I'm words to excited. say with that, though. Yeah. Well, it's 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 uh, I don't I don't uh, very few people I think in the NBA would be like that was you shouldn't have hired Beeline for that position, um, because he's got a good track record. He's proven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was so there was an instance where, and part of the reason there was he he coached for the Cavs. Um, mm-hmm. That was his ascent to the NBA. He was not very good. Um, his record was terrible. Uh, he was trying to bring because the the college game is very different from the pro game. So he was trying to implement the college game with the pros, and they didn't care too much about that because it was a lot more about fundamentals than just playing the game. Um, so there was there was a a film session. Um, and this might change your opinion. I don't know. Um, there was a film session where um, something happened, play was sloppy, and Beeline said in the film thing that you guys are playing like a bunch of thugs. 
Um, so not great. Not, not great. great. And then even more not great said um, he meant to say slugs. Ah, backing up on it. Regardless, not a not a not a particularly great situation. But yeah. the writing was kind of on the walls anyway. These players didn't really want to play for him with the Cavs. Um, so just just a a not a great situation and you know you obviously want to handle those things and i think they i think the Cavs handled it well and you know the players got what they wanted and then you know beeline wasn't there anymore and you know beeline got out of there without being i think he slipped into like a front office role so they didn't like fire him mm-hmm. outright um so that was a that situation's in the past, and you'd like to think, well, he hadn't had an issue, and like some of the former former college players came up and said, no, Beeline's a good dude, like, mm-hmm. so, so not not a great situation. Um, so that could that might change, like, oh, is that the guy you want as your director of player development? Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like that was a very isolated incident. Um, yeah. So. That's the only knock, I guess. And I, I don't think I've seen anybody bring that up. Um, but regardless, I'm happy about it. Not That's the situation, good. but... <laughs> <laughs> the hiring. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. Very good. Let's go to Europe. Europe? Yeah. Like the now? Czech Republic, Trip. specifically. Uh, yeah. Oh, you guys are smooth and slick oh, with this man. transition game. Oh, man. Chris and I were pretty psychic when it came to uh, Fishbowl late, earlier this weekend. So. Oh, nice I love job. Fishbowl. It was a good time. Dang. It was a good time. You'll have to come next time. Yeah, I know. Anyways, enough about personal lives. The Red Wings. More personal lives. They had a time. Yeah, yeah, they had a time at the Worlds. They they were the talk of the town. Probably not the talk of the town, but at least the talk of the Czech national team. Um, True. Yeah. Because Vrana, Hronik, and Zadina, I think Zadina played the best out of the three, which <clears throat> is very encouraging to see. Mm-hmm. But they were, they were essentially the offense for the Czech Republic. They didn't yep. medal, did they? What I didn't hear what you said. What? I don't know. The Czech Republic didn't medal, did they? Uh, No. The only medal that we got was the gold for Stetcher. Okay. Well, and then I guess you could say Abdulkader, but because U.S. got bronze. <laughs> but Which I is found... hysterical considering that roster. Oh, geez. It was awful. Well, I think it was... It, I mean, you look at the rosters of those teams, right? <laughs> I mean, this was... and Because I, I, it has to do with like the playoffs being much later um, this yeah. year. Because usually you get a lot more like... It, essentially it becomes like the each each country's b team for the olympics right. yeah. um so very dumbed down versions of the national teams um unfortunately but uh yeah applicator got hurt so he was supposed to be, he was the captain but then captaincy got shifted to boyle because applicator got hurt which is shocking um but Poor guy. He Leave broke him alone. his hand writing the children's on book. Yeah, well, he's on the books, so doesn't matter. Um, regardless, uh, the, the the Czech trio and shout out to the homeland um, played exceptional. Um, Zadina was slick. Verano was picking up from the momentum that he had at the tail end of the season, and then uh, Hronik figured out how to find the back of the net. 
that are not empty net goals. I think he had a he had a power play clap bomb in one of the first few games of the of the tournament. So um, encouraging. Those are three of your core players, all for the all for one national team. And I, in actuality, those players, if this was an Olympic like tournament, would be important pieces to that Czech national team. Because mm-hmm. you have a Pasternak for Boston. He's Czech. Um, Voracek is Czech from uh, the Flyers, and then they've always lacked goaltending. Uh, the Czech Republic, um, outside of Dominic Hasek, because you know he's a legend. Um, but uh, and then I think I think is no Peter Mrazek is uh, Czech. I thought he was Slovakian, but mm-hmm. he's Czech. So he he would start in net. Um, but encouraging to see. Why not? And Stetcher was playing with. I, th- I think he was paired with Owen Power, um, who's the uh, potential number one overall pick uh, for from uh, Michigan, right? From from University of Michigan, so that that was cool to see see some young blood. But I mean, the Red Wings are not gonna um, get him because he's gonna go number one overall. Um, but that's beside the point. Um, but Stetcher played really well. Congrats to him. He gets a gold medal. That's probably cool. And that's probably something. If it weren't for this year's circumstances, he probably wouldn't have had the chance to play for the for the Canadian team. Mm-hmm. E- even even in a even in a regular world championship. Well maybe, maybe not, but um still I feel like there's a lot m- I like Stetcher. I think we've all liked Stetcher, but I think there's a lot more better Canadian defensemen that would play in the worlds if it weren't for this this crazy playoff schedule. Um, yeah. This year. So, um, but good for him. And then talk of the town, our favorite boy, the the chosen boy, uh, Mo Sider wins, <laughs> wins uh, defenseman of the tourney, which Heronic won in the last tournament. Yep. Which so we've got we've got we're Uh-oh. dominating the world we're dominating the world blue line essentially. Yeah. Is what that's saying. <laughs> and I I don't. I, it seemed like every time I logged onto Twitter. Some sort of cider highlight was that? Did he have five assists or like six assists yeah. or something like that? He it's was wild. close to that. Yeah. Give me. I'm trying to find numbers. Hold on. While you find numbers, I think it's okay. My I'm side note, little sidebar, quick thirty second prediction. I think it's pretty safe to say we're going to lose a defenseman in the Seattle expansion draft. But which one? I think we'll protect our forwards, but. And given the status talent that we have on defense, if you also include our brand new prospect studs we got on offense, I think we're losing the defenseman. But that's just which one. I'm gonna say we're gonna lose Lindstrom. That's my guess. I wouldn't be too upset with that. No, I think I'd be a little bit more upset with Chalowski losing Chalowski than uh, I don't think we'll protect him. But no. but Lindstrom is just a younger player who hasn't gotten a whole lot of time, essentially. Yep. Um, but just to continue on with Cider, like we also need to put this in perspective. It seems like every level he's gone to, because so he starts in the the Dell, the 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 German Hockey League, then he goes to the Swedish Hockey League. Um, didn't he win uh, Defenseman of the Year in the Swedish Hockey League too? Yes. Yep. Um, so a top tier European league and then he goes and plays 
with other professionals, right? Like the somewhat of the best each country has to offer, but more specifically grown men and is the best defenseman there. So it was, yeah, he played uh, 10 games, five assists. And that was shocking at number six, right? There were, no, we did. We picked him at six. We picked him at um, yeah. We picked him at six. six. We did pick him yeah. at six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, people were mad. Yeah, I was a little upset. Yep. But I, I'm not upset anymore because what? He's 20 <laughs> years old and he's dominated. Dominated is maybe a big word, but he's he has shined in multiple levels of professional hockey and also yep. international tournaments. Mm-hmm. The next step is just getting him here in Detroit, and he's going to be on the opening night roster. He's yep. going to be a top four defenseman, easy. Yep. I don't think he'll be the top pairing. I, I think that would be a bad idea, but he'll definitely be middle. Um, yep. And he's going to throw the body around. He's going to have some offensive uh, uh, firepower. Is it October yet? <laughs> I can't wait. Unfortunately, no. I mean, every, everybody's just chomping at the bit to see this, and then this will be this will mm-hmm. officially be the new era of of Red Wings hockey because you yep. know COVID will be out of the way. You can actually like have some development with the younger players. You can build a roster around younger players. You'll probably see the likes of Smith or um, Rasmussen and um, and. Who who else? I mean, Zadina will be you know have a full season. He'll be easily. Zadina's like almost a veteran now. No, I, essentially he is. But this was this was his first full season. I know, but like I feel like he's played large chunks so often that he that I'm not like oh yeah, child Z- Zadina. I'm like mm-hmm. no, he's a person who can produce and has produced and you know knows he's, how this works now. He's ready to pop off. Uh, yeah. And then Valeno, I think, uh, might get an opportunity to start. I think he's going to have to work for it hard, but I, I think there's a chance. I could very easily see him being in Grand Rapids. Uh, yeah, for yeah. The first half of the season, but he'll definitely he'll definitely get a good shot um, at the second half. Um, but what about Raymond? Uh, he had surgery, so he's out for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, is he out for the beginning of the season next season, or is he I, just out for the summer? No, I think he's out for the summer, which will hurt some developmental things. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that would be too early for him. Mm-hmm. You could, I would I, agree. Maybe, maybe you see him in Grand Rapids, um, but I mean, I don't know. I think just yeah. a little, little too early. But um, I think, I think the thing with Iserman is that he, so far we've seen him be very patient. Yes. With prospects, uh, very patient. But over the last year, he's kind of opened those doors a little bit wider. And I feel like he's, you know, you can't read too much into him, so I'm trying not to. But it feels like he's also kind of chomping at the bit, like ready for these players to get going a little bit. Not like produce more, but like be in roster spots and in those developmental positions. Um, So I'm wondering if Raymond will be in GR most of the season and then just make, you know, his nine appearances. Yeah. Yeah. I would think that's the case because I mean, guy cider Valeno would have been in GR the majority of the season if it weren't for COVID. Right. 
So I would I would assume that Raymond would be getting a lot of minutes um, professionally with Grand Rapids this year. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, I, I honestly kind of forgot about Raymond because we haven't heard his name in quite some time. Um, but he's but, there. But he's there. He played really well at the uh, the juniors, World Juniors. Um, he did. He got hurt. Sweden uh, didn't, but he did. Sweden did not. He played great, and yeah. it, it, it was it was. I mean, I think we talked about that too. Like Sweden as the team was terrible, but the Red Wings Swedish prospects were very good, and they were the most yes. noticeable players on the ice. Yes. So everyone's probably kicking themselves and like, dang it, the Wings got us again. First the <laughs> '90s, now this. <laughs> Steve Eiserman strikes again in a well, that, different way. Yes, there you go. I was getting there. Okay. I was wrong. <laughs> Don't kill me. No. I love Steve. Um, Chris, to your point, uh, I'm very convinced that they're going to convince one of Nielsen or DeKaiser to yep. waive the no, yep. the no movement clause. And then they're going to... They're gonna, It'd almost be a threat, I would think. It's like, yes. hey, you can waive this, or we're gonna buy you out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And honest. And the thing is, is we have the money for it, and I think we should do it. I really do. You mean the space for it? What do you mean the space? The the cap space, or the I guess, yeah, cap oh, space. Yeah, like we have the cap space money for to buy them out. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. They're just kind of taking up room at this point. Nielsen's going to be gone in some way. I can't wait. However, that's going to whatever that's going to look like, he'll he will not be on this. Send hear me out. Seattle, he's amazing. He never misses a breakaway. Every breakaway shot he's had, he's always hit buried in the back of the net. Every single one. You should take him. His nickname is the Danish backhand of judgment, so you should you should take him. <laughs> you could, that would be sweet on a t-shirt. Yeah. That'd be so. awesome. And there's our pitch. There's, there's a pitch. A pitch. Oh, uh, do you, how, do how could we, s- we forget? Uh, Red Wings got the sixth overall pick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That thing that happened. Again. I, I think is, we're just numb to it because it's we like, are. Eh. Yeah, we knew that but was going to happen. We That's, do need to mention that is the first time in the Lord knows how many years we haven't fallen position. We've stayed yeah. even, kind of, because the Seattle had their yeah. their guaranteed pick. So, like... So really no. We fell. We didn't fall, but we we did. It's it's a whole convoluted nonsense. I hate the yeah. draft lottery. No. Oh, no. Are if we... you look at it this way, no, we didn't just break even. We fell the furthest we could fall to. Again. Yeah. You okay. have to look at it that way. Because to that's be more been mad. Past... I'm trying not to be yes. mad here. <laughs> I'm Here's looking my... at it as glass half full. My other point would be now with Seattle coming back in and them also having the whole COVID divisions, are we going to be seeing some some conference potentially changes to teams going which way? No. Uh, no. They'll go back to the regular uh, And just divisions. throw Seattle in the West. If I, Canada opens up. Because aren't they still in up, lockdown? Yeah. I mean, they are in lockdown, but they just did something for the playoffs uh, that – the the U.S. team, whoever plays them, or the teams if they go to the Cup final, has a special clearance. Okay. And some some Canadians are not very happy about that. Others are. Others are no. It's Canadians are not happy about that in the sense that there's one half that's uh, very upset that they can't go to the park and. Uh, 
walk their, their dog walk their dog and there's go to COVID church and go to church and all all that so you have these people who are mad and they're making exceptions for a hockey team and then you have the other side of the argument is that people are appalled because they're putting the safety of canadians at risk for letting a, a hockey team that will be bubbled in their hotel play um we're gonna leave it at that that's not what this podcast is about. The um, world is a mess. The world Anyways. is a mess, essentially. So, do you smell um, tea to dump again? I'm just kidding. What? I would. No. I would think that Canada would have Stop to be it. open. <laughs> Canada would have to be open. Yeah. Uh, next yeah. year, uh, there's there's no way that they could do this again and not make some sort of money. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. We won't be Chicago rivals next season, most likely, which is. Kind of a bummer. No, there's there they suck anyway. So no, I know, I know they suck, but they won't be a part of our division. Yeah, we'll likely. still we'll still play them twice a year though. And then the more, it, honestly, it was it wasn't as special. It wasn't you know, Blackhawk Hate Week wasn't as hateful because <laughs> we played them six more times. So <laughs> I kind of like this. It's like it's like a special like it's like a special little hate filled holiday for me. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, I think, I think ahead. the biggest change is that Phoenix is now going to be in the central. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which that division is is loaded. Yeah. <laughs> Just pretty wild. That's that's absurd. But also the uh, the West is pretty loaded too because mm-hmm. what you have the Kings, Seattle, um, Anaheim, San Jose, Vegas, um, Colorado. Mm-hmm. So yep. eesh, yikes. Um, <laughs> The other side of the Mississippi is intense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, other question. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that we're going to sweep the Habs again? Yes. Uh, the coming that, season? That depends. If the Habs... They'll, ever, they'll never the, win for 50 seasons. If the Habs ever decide to lose a hockey game, then... Well, maybe. that was the thing, is that we're their kryptonite. Well, yeah, because obviously <laughs> Winnipeg is not what... I think... Our, last time I checked, they were down... 1-0 to the Canadians. <laughs> also, can we talk about how much, like, I know it's just natural to hate Toronto, but like. It's 3-0 Canadians. When do we start? Oh my gosh. Last the, Canadi- the Canadians may never lose a game ever again. They're 10 minutes into the first or oh. in first intermission <laughs> and it's 2-0 Canadians. Oh my Lanta. The Jets. They're not the start, Leafs, but the Jets. Yeah, do we just start feeling bad for the Leafs now? No. Like, no. Uh, <laughs> no. I feel bad for Steve Dangle and Steve Dangle only and nothing else. <laughs> Ode to be a Toronto fan. Nah, who cares about those guys? They're a bunch of arrogant poosers. I agree. I, there's, there is a piece of me, though, that... I, I don't know. I don't know why I have this soft spot for Montreal. I shouldn't because they're essentially the New York Yankees of the NHL, but they're not. <laughs> but, but like, as far as as far as championships goes, they're they're the New yeah. York Yankees of the yes. NHL. Yeah. But like, I I I was just thinking about like they're they're doing exactly what the Red Wings did for so long. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. or, or once once Eisenman left. Um, they had very good players like Cronwall, Zetterberg, Dots. Uh, well, I guess Hall of Fame players. Um, <laughs> Lidstrom, you know. Lidstrom. Minor names. 
Bobby um, Hole. But still, as compared Brett to like Holt, some of the sorry. other rosters in the NHL, like they weren't the best. It wasn't the best roster, but yet they were still going deep into the playoffs. And the past few seasons, this is exactly what the Canadians did. I mean, Shea Weber was a perennial yeah. Norris Trophy winner. Yep. And I, I, I think could still Dude be. I think hard. he was a finalist last year. Um, Tyler Toffoli is a freak. A man on fire. Mm-hmm. He's just unreal. Uh, Nick Anderson. Not Nick Anderson. What's what's his name? Josh Anderson. Excuse me. Nick Anderson's a pitcher for the Rays. Um, Josh Anderson uh, caught fire, got out of Columbus, and has played exceptionally well for Toronto. Or not Toronto, uh, Montreal. They got a guy named Thomas Tatar that's there. He's kind of chilling, hanging out. And then, I mean, like, he's found his groove. He hasn't played that great in these playoffs, but um, he's still a solid player. And then they've got... Best nickname in hockey? Um, <clears throat> we love Tuna. Carey Price. Carey Price? Carey Price. Like, he just... He's you got seem this, to forget. <laughs> he's just got this... Well, that's their Hall of Fame... That's their Hall of Fame player is Carey Price. Yeah. He's just got this switch that he just... He's, like, like the best thing since Patrick Waugh. Well, for yes, for Montreal, yes. But, like... Yeah. He, it's like he'll play and like go through the regular season. It's like, yeah, he's good. And then like he'll just hit the switch. It's like, oh, yeah, that's why Carey Price is like really that's good. playoff Carey Price. It's a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde situation. Yep. Yeah. You have uh, playoff Carey Price, which is the scary one that you don't want to attack. And then you have regular season Carey Price, which is like, yeah, he's good. He's fine. He's got his ups and downs. Yeah. But the the true Jekyll and Hyde would be like one is just a freak and absolutely amazing, and then when he's when he's not, he's just he stinks. No, Carey Price is like his 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 bad days are like, yeah, that's a good NHL goalie. His <laughs> great days are like, oh my gosh, this man it is a an actual brick wall. Is an actual he's he's made of bricks. That is that is he's that is what he's, what he's made of. Do you and guys he, remember Sorry. sole reason Toronto lost? Yeah. Sole reason. Oh, yeah. Carey absolutely. Price. Do you guys remember in the All-Star game a long time ago, he was mic'd up, and he he stopped goals by turning around and looking at the reflection of the glass to then stop the puck? Oh, I do not. <laughs> I don't, but that feels like a he's great up, video that I he's need mic'd to look up, up later. And he, like, the puck's coming on a breakaway. He's like, watch this. I'm going to turn around and block it. And he literally like says it to the mic and then turns around and blocks the shot. <laughs> Goalies are a different breed. Dude, I am kooky. a huge fan. They're kooky. Okay, so I don't know if I told you this video. We, we're, we're on this segment for way too long. we got to continue on in a second. But um, Ilya Brzgalov, do you guys know who that is? No. Okay, he, he's, a, he's a Russian goalie. Uh, he blew up for – he started with Anaheim. I think he won a cup with them. It's like a backup or something. Um, and then he went to Philly and had a great – great couple seasons with them he is the by far the weirdest guy in the nhl whoever was go there's a youtube video it's like 15 minutes long it's called risky Brizness, and it's just Ilya brisgalov's like best quotes oh i have seen this video yes i know who that is i mean he's talking about like the universe and and he's like making fun of Yarmir Yager, and it's just like and he's, this is famous quote: "It's it's only game. Why, why, <laughs> why do you have, have to, to be, be mad?" mad? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I do know that. And, and they asked, the, yep. they asked him one time, like, "What is he scared of?" He's like, "Are you scared of the Penguins' offense?" He's like, "No, I am only scared of the bear, but bear live in the forest." <laughs> 
so, uh, it's amazing. Amazing. He, goalies, weird. The weirdest people ever. Um, okay, I, okay we'll, we'll end it with this. Who's going to win the cup? Colorado. <laughs> Colorado? They're going to be Colorado. I'm rooting for Have them. you seen how Vegas has played yes. them? They're yep. going to rally back. The, the, announcers, the announcers were saying Vegas has been the best team the past three games, and they Just lost one of the games. for the next two games. All I got to say. Deposit. The Islanders are going to win. I'm going to call it. That would be – I would be happy about that. <laughs> I would be, be mad. I mean, my bracket would be dead, but it already mostly is. I am winning in our bracket challenge, though, which I'm very happy about. <laughs> sure. Good for don't, you. Don't sure me. Good for you. Corey gets a first round Stanley Cup knockout, just becomes bitter <laughs> yeah. than everybody else. That's okay. Uh, okay. They went to seven games. It wasn't wasn't that. It wasn't like uh, it wasn't like I picked it wasn't like I picked you know. Edmonton and then they get swept in the first round. No, but you you still you still pick the wild. Sure. They made it further than Edmonton. And they have Connor McDavid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see this as I see this Detroit. as an absolute win. I don't. You're losing. So? Hashtag free Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Trade him to Detroit. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we have another team to talk about. I smell kneecaps. <laughs> Someone come get your coach. <laughs> uh, yeah, not much Not much Lions news other than a few things. Uh, one, RIP, uh, Akeem, or Rakeem the Dream. Um, yeah. That's was sad. caught medical reasons. I think he had an injury, and then lines were like, "Hey, we're gonna let you go." And he's like, "I understand." Hey, so your that, kneecaps are about to be eaten, son. So and we're trying to eat kneecaps. Yeah, so that kind of stinks. Um, I was excited to see him in a preseason game, but I, I would think he'd get picked up by somebody else. Um, regardless, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is Dan Campbell, and at at the very least. Um, Dan Campbell is hilarious, at the very least. He's absolutely hilarious, and mm-hmm. he's a total guy's guy and player's coach and whatnot. And it, it, the the um, the spectrum of of the coaches that you've had. You had a Matt Patricia who was very not player friendly. To now Dan Campbell, who's like everybody's best friend. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of what you needed, and I think we've talked about that in the past. Um, but there's a few things that he did that we will talk about. The first is there's stuff of him on the internet um, and at OTAs of him lining up and performing drills with the players or against the players with no pads on because he's just an absolute crazy man. Um, I mean, he is a unit of a human being. Oh, he is he's yeah. very large. There, There is also someone did a side-by-side photo of current TJ Hawkinson and Dan Campbell from the Lions, and they both have like long, like flowing hair and stuff. So that that's kind of funny. Um, but like Dan Campbell is really getting involved and engaged with his players, which is nice to see because. Uh, and I will refrain from saying vile things about uh, Matt Patricia uh, was definitely not that play or that type of coach, and was yelling out commands from his ATV. Why? With an unused pencil behind his ear. With an unused pencil behind his ear. He probably should have erased a lot more things than he wrote. Wait, hold on. Um, was it an ATV or was it a golf cart? ATV. It an ATV. It, he had an ATV on Ford Field. He had... Yeah, uh, well, or on their, no, okay, practice. Park, whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh. <laughs> the NATV. Oh, gosh. Okay. Anyways, continue. Continue your point. Because um, it's tough. Because it, yeah. Does business. Because he's stupid. Um, I digress. Um, but, no, it's it's just a little bit refreshing to see. And so, at the very least, players are having fun. They're enjoying being there. Um, which they were not enjoying being there under Patricia's uh, regime. And the NFL media took attention to Dan Campbell doing a press conference with a racing helmet on because... Would you like me to give a little bit of context to the to the helmet? sure. Yes. Okay, so he was named the Detroit... Okay, so the Detroit Grand Prix happens on Belle Isle. He was named the Grand Marshal for the race, uh, which happens this coming Saturday. So um, cool. Yeah, super happy awesome. thing. He, he, the statement that he says, you can tell he's just like a giant kid, very excited about this thing that he's doing. <laughs> um, he goes, This is a special honor to be named Grand Marshal of the Detroit Grand Prix and help kick off the first big event of the summer in Motor City. Detroit is such a great sports city, and whether it's on, um, the gridiron or on the track, we know our fans will be revved up in Motor City. It's awesome to welcome back the Grand Prix. It's awesome to welcome the Grand Prix back to Belle Isle, and I'm excited to be a part of it. So, like, the dude is just lit. He's excited to be a sure. part of this. He has another hobby other than football, and he's excited about it, and he accidentally brought that into a football presser. Corey, go ahead. No, I think you should take the wheel. Oh, okay. Um, so, essentially, he's wearing this giant white helmet over his head with the visor down, Um talking into the microphone doing this was it an after practice presser was that what it was yeah okay um you know answering his questions like he should have and giving serious answers and you know still being fun with it because he's a fun human being and then you have reporters and social media twitter you know couch general managers or whatever Specifically, Colin Cowherd. Okay, um, was the biggest I think I saw. Okay, like berating him because he's air quotes not taking the job seriously, because God forbid on the off season the man has some fun and brings fun to a presser. Like I just, uh, I hate people. Why we continue to try and push people through cookie cutters? when clearly it hasn't worked before. Regardless, you shouldn't push people through cookie cutters. But, I mean, in this instance of a coach. What if they're gingerbread men? Then that you have my go-ahead. Um, don't eat the gum- gumdrop buttons. Anyways. Okay. Uh, Copyright. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, that derailed that, that, so quickly. No, 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 no. That'll be the day we get sued by From Shrek himself. By DreamWorks. <laughs> by DreamWorks and, and the writers of Shrek. I think Shrek has been memed so many times that they're not even tracking copyright I, stuff no, anymore. That would be anymore. that would be an honor. I, I would come. I would go into the in the court case and be like, "Sir, this is an honor. This is Wearing the proudest moment of my life." I got copyrighted by DreamWorks for quoting Shrek, and all I got was this dumb T-shirt. Oh, good one. <laughs> okay, uh, Dan Campbell, We've back made on it. track. Yes. Um, but Corey was saying this before we started recording, but. We went from the extreme of 
Matt Patricia, who was not a player's guy, was not a loser. Okay. Apologies to your ears. (laughs) Um, was not a Detroit guy, was not a city, did not care at all about the place that he was in. He just wanted the head coach position to do the Lord knows what. Who We don't know. He just wanted the head position because he wanted, he wanted it. To go to Dan Campbell, who is, from the first time he got in front of a camera, a wild man. So funny, so much fun. Clearly the players love him. The city has grown to love him after the probably the initial like uh this guy. Um and he's getting involved in the community. Like isn't that what we want mm-hmm. with the people who are working with the some of the biggest money makers in our city? Like isn't that what we're aiming for is to rebuild you know, not only Campus Martius and downtown and all that good stuff, but, like, actual Detroit and bring, you know, light and and under... I don't know what word I'm looking for here, but, like, bring focus back to those areas and connect with those people in, you know, out just outside of, outside of downtown, like, real Detroit. Like, you want those people to connect, and I feel like Dan Campbell's a guy that can do that. And seeing him get involved with the community proves that. And to have people, like, get on him for that, for doing this in the off-season, I think it's the off-season thing that kills me. It's like... Yeah. No, it's... It's, uh, it's, it's not like it's week the, nine. <laughs> it's the media outlets. Like, I don't... There is... I don't think there is a single fan that would be like this, maybe other than my father, who just is <laughs> negative on the Lions. But that's, you know, you have to understand my father okay. suffering through... Suffering through, you know, years of, of Lions futility. Um, but the, the issue is just that the, the media is like, oh, Detroit, you deserve so much better than this. If this is your coach, he's not taking the game seriously or coaching the players well. And it's like, like the media really does not know what's going on in Detroit if that's what they're hanging their hat on. Because, again, we just had a guy who was not involved with his players or the city and they were putrid as as a football team. Mm-hmm. Now, at the very least, no one knows if Campbell's going to be any good. And frankly, for all all signs point to him being not very good as a head coach. Right. But the very least, at least be likable. <laughs> at least yeah. at least have some fun with it. And and I, I thought about this, you know, while while you were talking, Noel. Uh, he can connect with the people of Detroit because he's acting just like a regular dude. Yeah. Yep. It, it's That's not, it. it's, he's not like I'm the head football coach of the Detroit lions. And I know more than you like Matt Patricia. Definitely. He feels like a, every 30 something dad, you would find at a tailgate party. Who's had three too many beers. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> That's a perfect description. <laughs> like, and he's, He's ready to throw on some ribeyes on the. On he's the got grill. some ribeyes. He's got a. He's got a Bud Light in one hand and a cornhole bag in the other. Like that is. <laughs> that's Dan Campbell. That's, that's Dan, Dan Campbell, Campbell in a nutshell. And on the flip side, the moment I lost my mind with Matt Patricia was when they asked him a question about a defensive play that eventually cost the Lions a game. This is this past season, and he said. I called the best defensive play in Super Bowl history. I think I know what I'm doing. Oh, gosh. Well, newsflash, buddy. That was with a different team 
at a different time. That's not this is not the current situation. So that's like that's like me taking a test in a, in a class and I just I just totally fail it and then me going up to my professor and demanding that the grade get changed because I I I got the highest score on a test uh first semester in her class. Yeah. Nope. My teacher would smack me in the face. Mhm. She'd be like, you're a dumb idiot. Go sit down. Yep. That- Matt Patricia, you're a dumb idiot. And so if, that, if that's what the NFL, if that's what the NFL media and figurehead want the Lions to have as a head coach, A, we've already had that, and B, we sucked when we had that. So yep. we got to change something. And if that means getting a coach that doesn't take himself or his job too seriously and that results in better play on the field – I'm all for it because we're all sick. Everybody's sick of the Lions being bad, but at least let's let's have some fun. You know, at least yeah. with the Tigers right now, we're having fun watching the team, which is yeah. something we couldn't have said even a couple two years months before, ago. or even two months ago. Yeah, but let's have some. If we're gonna be bad, let's have some fun, please. Yep. I agree. Completely agree. Nailed it. So amazing. Sp- Shove that in your pipe and smoke it, NFL media. <laughs> Throw that kneecap on the grill. Ew. I can't wait. Kneecaps are all bone, dude. It's fine. Depends. But, but you can hear him say that, though. Be like, all right. We're going to take the kneecaps that we bit. Oh, well. Anyways. <laughs> thank you always for listening. Uh, it's always an absolute pleasure to see that there are at least people out there who love listening to us as much as we love hearing ourselves talk. Oh, Corey has something else to say. Sorry. Uh, we, we do know the extent of our, of our, uh, of our listeners. Listenership. We're all the, we're all the way out West. I think Washington state, Mm -hmm. right? So, uh, Delaney Disher, if you're listening. <laughs> Delaney, we love you. You're the you're the bomb.com. Um, but she so she like tweeted some stuff earlier this week. Like the, her past few tweets have been like subtweeting yep. me. Like <laughs> it's uh, been at funny least, to watch. There's been at least two. There's been at least two. One she directly mentions me, and then another one she like talks about jerseys, and that's essentially going so she messages me and she says that the first episode she listened of this podcast was the Jersey podcast. Mm-hmm. Um so Shout out Delaney. Um, that was probably our most fun episode yeah, we ever did. Yeah, we'll love that episode. I, I don't think she. I don't think she saw the video, so that was probably really confusing. We're like, oh, the colors in this jersey is really cool, and we're talking about it in a podcast, so you can't see it. <laughs> um, so, so that that's fun. Um, so I guess if we have a listener of the week, uh, Delaney Disher, you are the CNC replay listener of the week, and let's you know what? Let's get her on the show. Yeah. I have, like, a list of our friends that I'm like, I just want them to be on here so I can talk to them more. <laughs> Yo, can we do yes. that next week? Yeah. yeah. Well, as our, as, our, as, our, uh, as our pod boss, can uh, you uh, get us a uh, celebrity guest or just a guest in yeah. general? Do you want next week? next week to be one of our, like, topic weeks instead of, like, recap weeks? Because um, I think we can work something out. I don't know. We can talk right. about it. I feel like we should have a little bit of a recap. Well, yeah. Because even with the Jersey one, we had a we had a that was cool actually. We each of us just took one sport and talked about it. That was kind of fun. I liked that. Okay. 
But what would our topic be on? Uh, we would have to figure that out. This is like behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah. Uh, no, we recording. totally have a plan for. We totally have a plan for every episode that we we absolutely we, we don't we, spend uh, fifteen minutes before the podcast talking about what no, happened the week never. before. Never, yeah, not at all. Not at also, all. guys, hear me out. Yes, let's not say don't say anything to Delaney, and then just wait to see if she's a true fan and listens the whole way through, and then Ooh. she'll reach out to us. Good. Okay. Good. There so you go, like, Delaney. If we're planning, that's on gonna be really having her. That's on. gonna be really disappointing. <laughs> That's going to be really disappointing when she doesn't listen to this episode. Delaney, if you're listening, don't message the... Well, yeah, you can message message the podcast Twitter. There you I go. know you follow we'll us. We'll have you on. I checked. Yeah. And then keep it going. And then we'll have the next interesting person on. And then so on and so forth until we are old and maybe the Lions have one Super Bowl win. But with Thanks. that, we'll see. Thank you all very much for listening. And we bid you all adieu. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. This is Noelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CNC Replay. Please subscribe and rate us five stars as it really helps us out. And give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at CNC Sports Pod. We'll see you next week.